0: I'm a stupid bitch, I'm a stupid bitch, I am a stupid bitch, I am a stupid bitch. Hello. Hello.
1: Welcome to this week's bonus episode of Dumb Bitch Media. B-b-bonus.
0: Get ready for $5 worth of content. (laughs) Woo! $2.50 worth of content. True. (laughs) how's it going i'm well how are you i'm good we are drinking nitro cold brews that's a highlight for us feels good yeah i've been hanging out with my little brother a lot Mm -hmm. i went to canadian tire today because i hit a piece of strap metal on the highway and it absolutely shredded my tire. <laughs> That's so scary. It was really scary. So I had to like pull off the highway and just get into the first parking lot and then park there overnight until I did out the tire changed and then drive around on the spare and then fucking go to Canadian Tire and whatever. It was a whole ordeal. Did you get like a good deal
1: on some wheels or...
0: Yeah, I got two brand new tires with install under warranty for $350. That's good. I yeah. felt good about that. I'm glad you got it sorted out too. Yeah, me too. They were nice to me. Yeah. So I think they took off the cost of the install because they felt bad that I was going to need two new tires, but it was just because it was one of my front tires, so you can't really have two tires with uneven tread.
1: Yeah. 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 On the same
0: side, yeah. Exactly. And it was obviously shredded, I mean. Yeah, it was shredded. (laughs) Yes, that was most of my day. I had it with my brother. Every six months, I was telling Sophie, my brother needs to write something down, and he realizes he doesn't own any paper or a pen, (laughs) (laughs) which is really funny to me. And also, we briefly had an argument because I made a joke about having a slutty voice, and he was like you do and it's disgusting and i hate it.
1: he just doesn't want you to say it <laughs> i
0: guess. you he, don't need to say it. <laughs> i guess i <yeah>. guess <laughs> i was just doing i was just doing a bit but then he was like i guess this is something that has has played him <laughs> in the past so <laughs> <laughs> He still says, sens- I I think he gets a lot of bullshit from his friends about me. Probably. So maybe it's something yeah. that he's heard before. Similarly to how he freaks out at any mention of my armpit hair. Because one time at a comedy show last summer, his friends came. And as soon as Rory got up and went to the bathroom, his friend came up to me and was like, your armpit hair is so fucking sexy. Ew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so disturbing. <laughs>
0: Yeah. (laughs) sensitive issues guys
1: (laughs) how are you I'm good I started my new job today
0: Sophie got a job
1: thank you I got a job since the last episode (laughs) of the podcast got trained by a 19 year old hell yeah working in a hostel Mm -hmm. that's in a haunted jail (laughs) we were in the back room next to the old solitary confinement cells and um, she was like do you believe in ghosts and I was like yeah and she went have fun (laughs) Her last day's tomorrow. Okay. Um, and when she was, going back to school? Yeah. She, Where she go to school? She goes to Dell. Oh. For poli-sci. Fuck. She went to Canterbury. Oh, no. What's her, wait, no, she's too young. She nine. just graduated. Okay. She's a baby.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know her unless I fought to her older brother or something. I don't even think she has siblings. Okay.
1: And I was trying to fill out my, like, tax forms and read the employee manual in the office at the beginning of the day. hmm And this girl who's, like, also an employee came in and started, like, talking at me mm-hmm. <laughs> about being Jewish. <laughs> Her name's Erin. <Aaron>. Okay. <laughs> and she was, like, okay, honestly, like, I kind of want to marry Jewish, because, like, then I'll have a Jewish baby, but, like, it doesn't even matter, because, like, if I have the baby, like, it'll be Jewish anyways, because, like, I'm Jewish, so, like, doesn't matter. But, like, <laughs> my grandma, who's from B.C., who, like, the only movie that she had on DVD when I was a kid was, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, she was visiting me. <laughs> And she said, I'm so glad that your mother married a Goy because we all have Crohn's disease, but you're healthy and strong. We need to diversify the gene pool. <laughs> we,
0: all have, we all have Crohn's disease. or as We call it like Jew and And then I said, "Aaron, they don't want you to get Tay-Sachs. And she said, exactly. Wait a minute. My little brother's girlfriend, Sandy, famous Jew, has Crohn's yeah. disease. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Fuck
1: okay <laughs> Now I feel bad. Oh, also, she was wearing a crop top and said, I'm taking a half day.
0: <laughs> 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 they let you wear whatever you want there. That's so funny. I've never had a job where I had to wear a crop top. Well, wow.
1: <laughs> I don't really think she was supposed to be. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's fair. When I worked in an office as a junior business analyst for the federal government, I really wanted to bring about work. Like office attire, crop tops. So I would always wear crop tops, but then just wear a really high-waisted skirt, and then try my best to not lift my arms above my head. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's about lifting. fabrics. It's about fabrics. It's about fabrics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's important. That made something
0: appropriate. <laughs> That's <right>? so funny. <laughs> if it's an expensive enough fabric, who cares if it only covers half your torso? That's what business as long attire is about. Yeah. Well, I don't really, uh, well, at the time when I was skinny, when I had that job, I didn't have any tits, so I didn't have anything to worry about, but now, baby, oh, no. (laughs) Jesus.
1: Um, I made that nineteen-year-old tell me about any what she thinks were ghosts that she saw in the hostel, mm-hmm. and then I told her about when I stayed in an Airbnb in Halifax, and she was like, "And you had sleep paralysis." Yeah, <laughs> and she was like, "She was like, I've never stayed in an Airbnb," and I was like, "That's what you got out of that story." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. She also kept telling me how to cut fruit. And then she's like, where did you used to work? And I was like, oh, this place. And she's like, what'd you do there? I was like, well, sometimes I worked in the kitchen. And she's like, oh, so you know how to cut fruit. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry I told you. I was like, well, I wasn't going to be like, I know how to do this.
0: <laughs> what, makes, what makes you assume that a stranger, let alone a stranger who's older than you, doesn't is walking through life not knowing how to cut fruit? Right? I mean, objectively, I don't, I'm not an expert at cutting fruit by any means. Do you
1: know how to cut oranges into eight? slices
0: yeah I played soccer for a very long time see
1: do you know how to cut grapefruit into halves yes do you know how to cut famously I <laughs> do <laughs> do you know how to cut melon into chunks no I hate melon me too but could you figure it out yeah probably
0: if okay. I had a knife yeah and a melon <laughs> we're testing that and, and two working hands <laughs> I got in trouble this week because I referred to a girl as no legs, sober girl. Did you delete it? Yeah, I did. Because the girl sent me a nice message, which is what she should have done initially. Not the girl who the tweet was about. The girl who was complaining. Her friend was complaining about it. Sent me a message afterwards. But I was like, I'm very reasonable in the DMs. Mm -hmm. You just DM me and tell me to take something down and why? Why? If it's reasonable, I will take it down. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. If you come for me, like, I'm sorry, I'll come for you until you delete your account. <laughs> That's just what it is. Well,
1: <laughs> How many accounts have you gotten deleted?
0: Three or four. Nice. And two of them were blue checked Kill count. So that has to count for, like, five each, probably. You need to get a teardrop tattoo. I really want a face tattoo. tattoo. Do not. Okay. Yes. My first color tattoo as an adult. (laughs) A blue check. Yeah. Four blue checks. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I love that for me. Mm, I'm not letting you get a face tattoo. Okay, I will continue to dry them on with waterproof liquid eyeliner. Sounds good. Sephora brand brush tip. It's the best one, everybody. Okay.
1: Okay. So, what are we doing on this bonus episode?
0: So, we decided that instead of doing our regular stretcher for bonus episodes, which is just talking about three or four current events, and then usually, like, one fun thing that we just feel like talking about, (laughs) and then not doing the second half of the episode like we do in full episodes, we're just going to take some listener questions and listener requests. So, we opened up topic requests and mm-hmm. listener questions on both Twitter and Instagram and I'm going to alternate between the two. Perfect. And we're just gonna go off. Great. I guess. Let's do a little bit about talk, each thing. Talk about what the people want. Finally. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of CanPol stuff which is awesome. We love CanPol. We have quite a few Canadian listeners. Yeah definitely. And so, and Americans seem to be curious about Canadian politics. That's important. Which is cool. Can curious. Fuck. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Mm, Okay. So the first question that we got came in from listener and friend of the pod at Brilliant Doctor Fly. He's also in our Discord. And he said, How do reactionary Albertans complaining about equalization payments, threatening separation, whining about being disrespected by other provinces, etc., look from outside Alberta? Does it seem prevalent and serious or just like an occasional melodramatic tantrum?
1: Okay, so first of all, what are equalization payments?
0: Equalization payments are, so Canada has 10 provinces. The territories don't factor into this program, but essentially every fiscal year provinces are divided into have and have not provinces. So provinces that have a lot of wealth and resources are have provinces and provinces that are where the autonomy is suffering are marked as have not provinces. So historically, Alberta has always been a have province due to their wealth of natural resources like the oil sands. Ontario has always been a have province until 2009 and 2010. And historically, all of Atlantic Canada has been marked as have not provinces, except for for the first time in a very long time, Newfoundland is marked as a have province recently due to the recovery from the failing cod fishing industry, and also from them having offshore oil (laughs) rigs. And essentially how equalization payments work are that people are taxed on a provincial basis and then some of those funds are redistributed across the other nine provinces in order to make sure that Canadians cross-country have access to similar, if not exactly the same, amounts of social programming and safety nets and things like that. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, how do you perceive Albertan whining about them having to occasionally pay into other provinces funding and programming?
1: I think it's like, I don't know,
0: I think it's kind of
1: annoying how much a lot of Albertans complain about how misrepresented they are or whatever Mm -hmm. by the rest of Canada, because there's a a lot of provinces that have poverty issues and have like a lot of political issues that alberta also has i think the reason alberta feels like they have it harder is because there's more wealth disparity so like eastern provinces like you were saying newfoundland has Mm -hmm. had kind of a similar situation a little bit back Mm -hmm. and forth on the have or have not provinces yeah eastern provinces and even like quebec have similar issues but there's less wealth disparity Okay. So I think the reason a lot of people in Alberta feel cheated is because they can see within their own province mm-hmm. a lot of the issues related to like oil rigs or like whatever, different different political stuff. It's always worse when you have like haves and have nots within your own
0: province. Definitely. One thing that I will say is that programs like equalization do tend to help the working class. Mm-hmm across the country they don't harm the poorest albertans so for example the wealthiest people in have not provinces like the the wealthiest person who lives in new brunswick pays more towards equalization payments than the poorest people in a province like Alberta it's just that Alberta as a province is a net giver towards the federal treasury Mm -hmm. and New Brunswick is a net receiver of funds from the federal treasury exactly so it doesn't harm individual poor people in Alberta let's say in order to help individual poor people in New Brunswick or similar (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just that obviously there's there's a huge huge disparity in how much money there is both private and public mm-hmm. across the country. And I think to say that you you deserve to pay less taxes or have more money because of the piece of land that you were specifically born on is a fucking crock of shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, right-wing Albertans need to really get the fuck over themselves if they think that just living on that one specific block of land entitles them to not having to help out people in the rest of the country. And I would also say that they still benefit from their province having a huge industry and having jobs and stuff because I mean as an Atlantic Canadian I've seen firsthand how many young working class people particularly young working class men had to leave their homes and their family in order to go seek work in the oil fields in Alberta and similar yeah totally Right? Like, okay, lucky you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. The the piece about, um, like, separatism and stuff, which I know is a conversation in some parts of Alberta, as well as, like, Quebec and whatever, is always interesting. I think that it's really not viable. Mm-hmm. And that, for the most part, people that talk about it come from a pretty, like, right-wing and or white nationalist... Definitely. ...thought point. But there are some people who, in Canada, who are interested in separatism from a decolonization standpoint, which is interesting. There's a lot of conversations around if one province is going to become a sovereign nation, mm-hmm. what does that mean for indigenous lands within there? And is there any opportunity, if we were to do something like that, to create sovereign nations for indigenous people separate from Canada? That has to be that the That relies only. on the Canadian dollar still. It's it's a weird thing because it's really not feasible, I don't think, mm-hmm. in any way. But it is something that sometimes comes up when people talk about separatism. That is has to be the only
0: positive argument for separatism. It is. It is the only positive. Yeah. yeah. It is. Modern day. So like, okay, re- the recent resurgences of separatism, mm-hmm. particularly, I know that in in Tibet, like discussions of separatism are usually about cultural protection and yeah sometimes Some, yeah
1: what else yeah just like language protection i guess cultural yeah, whatever yeah yeah it yeah it's a whole weird thing. I don't I don't want to say that every single person who believes in separatism is like a white nationalist or we get a, your or mom's a, racist. a separatist no she, it's not that it's just like I think a lot of people actually don't really understand the implications of it because they're Dep- not educated in
0: what definitely. it really means so
1: I don't want to say that I don't every think, single person no, is a like racist that,
0: I don't think that any, everyone who's a about separatist is a white nationalist No, I do think that a lot of it does have to do with cultural protection and language law and things like that it and does, maintaining like the French Canadian Culture. Yeah. Yeah. In Alberta, like the recent resurgence of separatism seems to be very much about protecting the Albertan economy, kind of a a notion that Alberta doesn't rely on Canada, but the rest of Canada relies on Alberta. Yeah. That's a big one and also kind of a widespread hatred for Justin Trudeau, Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting because the first modern day wave of separatism came about when Pierre Elliott Trudeau Mm -hmm. was prime minister. So Justin Trudeau's father, Alberta, kind of really reinvigorated their separatist movement in response to his energy program, but also... On kind of a, a, a more racist note, they they were really rattling the cage of his bilingualism laws, his multiculturalism laws, and the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms.
1: <laughs> they really hate the fucking French Canadians. Yeah, because there hasn't been another since the early- um, um But they also they also
0: hate like immigrants and multiculturalism and yeah uh, to say that they hate the canadian charter of rights and freedoms is laughable (laughs) but during the 1970s and the the first trudeau prime ministership that was definitely true (laughs) oh yeah and i imagine that's still true of a lot of reactionary people Mm -hmm. in alberta still and i would say that yes alberta does not come out looking good politically in the eyes of The rest of Canada, but nobody takes the Albertan separatism movement very seriously, I would say. Although under the UCP, the United Conservative Party rule and Jason Kenney as premier, I do think that people are taking Albertan conservatism and reactionary swings more seriously than they have in a very long time.
1: Yes. I just think that... It's kind of frustrating to hear these types of conversations because I think that the Albertan economy is perhaps somewhat unique to the rest of Canada. But I Mm -hmm. don't think that any of the issues that they face are particularly unique to other places in Canada, politically and all that type of stuff. It's driven by a specific type of economy, Mm -hmm. but you see similar issues other places, especially with conservative parties in other provinces
0: as well definitely i think that they are kind of a special case not only because their economy is so different but also because their autonomy is very much tied up in a po- very polarizing issue between the left and the right being like climate crisis totally they have because so much of their province's wealth and the livelihood of the people that they live there is tied up in the fossil fuels industry. I think that it is very divisive. Yeah. As you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to take a question from <laughs> Okay, I just got another another request on the on the DMs. Okay. Mhm. <laughs> Instagram questions. What are people asking? Is incest bad if it's gay? Yes. <laughs> I say no. I say incest isn't wrong if it's not procreative. It's just gross.
1: What? I disagree.
0: <laughs> I don't do think, think it's wrong. I don't
1: think that it's necessarily. Okay, so you know how there's like that whole thing with people who are adopted and meet their biological parents or siblings or whatever, as adults, Mm -hmm. and then they feel romantic or sexual attraction towards them because they didn't grow up with them. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's, like, wrong. Yes. But I do think it's fucked up to have a sexual relationship with someone that you grew up with.
0: Yeah, I agree that it's more incestuous to have a sexual relationship with somebody that you grew up with than it is to have an a literally incestuous relationship with somebody who you are blood related to that you didn't know for your entire life that's why it's wrong to fuck your step-siblings yes objectively yeah whether it's gay or not (laughs) yes okay i think it's wrong it's more it's morally wrong Mm -hmm. i don't think that it is i just don't know and i don't think that it's indefensible i don't i think think that it's it's an unnatural desire yes But if it's between consenting adults.
1: I think that broadly I'm going to say that it's wrong Mm -hmm. morally. Okay. Of course, like you were saying, it's not indefensible. Yeah. Sure. But overall, (laughs) I think it's very rare that you can be in that type of situation without there being some sort of predetermined factor that is like kind of like... I don't know, you know exactly what I'm trying to say, but it's, like, basically, like, I think a lot of the time someone is, like, not necessarily coerced, but it's hard to say that both parties are equally, like, completely consenting
0: in a way that doesn't have some sort of... But I think that that's kind of true of most, a lot of relationships. Most relationships, like, a lot of relationships, especially sexually dynamic ones, are built on power imbalance, essentially, right? Like, yeah, that's but they're kind not of built
1: this... on family structure
0: that's true but I mean do you think that let's say relationships that have a complicated dynamic like that where a lot of people would make the same sort of assertions about one person being coercive or abusive like for example a boss employee romantic or sexual relationship or teacher student where they're both adults like do you think that that's always wrong
1: in the same way I didn't say either were ever indefensible, but I think okay. overall,
0: mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, yeah, it's fine. But would you put siblings on, in the same category as those other categories that I just brought up? No, I would put it on a separate category. Okay.
1: I don't really think that, like you were saying, like teacher and student is like whatever people mm-hmm. are consenting adults.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: boss and employee is a bit more questionable because okay. there's like the wage labor aspect of it, where a student mm-hmm. and teacher is like kind of
0: different i think that in sibling sibling relationships it might actually be more equal than like teacher and student or but there's other factors that are at play
1: mm-hmm. Vis- like i just think a parent and baseline. child is
0: always unethical although it is hot and that's the basis of my entire argument no i'm kidding i don't think it's hot <laughs> what <laughs> okay so incest wrong even if it's gay just kidding especially if it's gay <laughs> no yes <laughs> especially if it's gay. yeah really but you can't make a fucked up baby that's if it's not gay. why it's morally wrong <laughs> but that's i think that's why the question is incest wrong if it's gay even comes up because supposedly the only like moral argument against incest supposedly is that if you procreated it, would make a fucked up baby. Well, if that's what the basis
1: is, then sure. But I not th- everybody's goal is to have children.
0: No, I'm, I'm my, my auntie dole is to have the children. So and, in that yeah. case,
1: if <laughs> procreation is the point, mm-hmm. then being gay would be wrong because you can't make a baby. Oh. Unless it was incest, at which point it's okay if it's gay because you're stopping that from happening. But if it's gay and it's not incest, then why are you fucking? That's wrong. The point is procreation.
0: Damn. (laughs) Bars. (laughs) That was a really serious response to a really, really stupid question. I don't think it's a stupid question. I think it's a funny question. (laughs) All right. The next question is from... At Slut Strathcona, friend of the pod, Caitlin. And she said, talk about Post Media and the hard right turn, all their newspapers, outstaying progressives and turning local papers into the propaganda arm of the Conservative Party. So, Post Media is a media conglomerate in Canada that owns several of the print media outlets. Mm-hmm. So they own the big newspaper and one of the big newspapers, I should say, in Ottawa, the Ottawa Citizen. Yeah. They also acquired both of the newspapers in each of the large cities in Alberta. So they own the Edmonton Sun and the Edmonton Journal and the Calgary Sun and the Calgary Herald, Mm -hmm. as as well as the Montreal Gazette and other newspapers. I can't remember off the top of my head. But essentially, they post-media has aimed to make all of those newspapers more conservative. Yeah. So this all started in 2015 after the federal election where Justin Trudeau won. The editor and CEO of the Ottawa Citizen was brought into the post media offices and told that the Ottawa Citizen was too anti-conservative. Okay. And that from now on they would formally endorse the Conservative Party in elections mm-hmm. and higher-ups in the newspapers in Alberta were essentially told the same, the thing. same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I think that it's not really the duty of... I. Okay. This is probably optimistic and unrealistic, but I do think that it is the duty of journalists to... Approach some modicum of objectivity when it comes to political interests. I think ideally that would be the case. Unfortunately, I don't think that there are any media outlets that achieve that or attempt to, Yeah. even if that's the image that they attempt to project. Mm-hmm. I do think that it's interesting that the two large Ottawa newspapers are both right-wing. Yes. So the Ottawa Citizen is... Kind of more well to do, Mm -hmm. historically would be probably be described as politically moderate, yeah. So, kind of publishing stories uh, positive and negative about the both the liberal and the conservative parties, yeah. Certainly can never be considered left, no, probably veered more towards moderate conservatism, I would say, yeah, ish. The Ottawa Sun is kind of a right wing. It always has been more right wing. It's yeah. a yeah right wing populist newspaper. It, quite frankly, it's a rag, and it's yeah. designed to appeal to working class people. But it it seems to imply that working class people aren't uh, super literate. They only recently got rid of having titty girls on. Uh, page six yeah but my friend Jamie and I used to always joke that we were gonna try to be sun and <laughs> we don't look that much alike but I used to use her older sister's ID yeah and it worked and I'd be like Evelyn and Jamie are sisters <laughs> 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 they love volleyball <laughs> oh my god Anyways, so now both of the larger newspapers in Ottawa are officially right wing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't really read the newspaper anyways.
0: It's old people who read the newspaper. They're all fucking...
1: That's The majority of older people are more conservative, especially in Ottawa, anyways.
0: Of course. I think that... Okay. I know that most younger people, like, get their news online Mm -hmm. now but I do still think that it's important to have print publications if not at least news websites that are left-wing. Yeah I agree. If not at least so that when you consume mainstream news under the understanding that it's probably going to be at best moderate if not conservative you can also counter that by reading news from left-wing media outlets yeah right and there isn't a lot of that in canada i think
1: the main problem is the fact that people don't have access to alternative sources of media
0: definitely it's
1: not really that i mean this is maybe people don't agree with me i don't really think it matters that newspapers are all being (laughs) bought up by post media okay because people have the right to access whatever sources of information that they want but it needs to be accessible
0: i think that's the problem i think that the problem is that it's not transparent yes that mainstream news sources have conservative backing Mm. and conservative intent and that the tilt with which they're reporting the news is conservative i would say that the average person doesn't know about post media and doesn't know That when they read something in the Ottawa Citizen, by design, it is pro-conservative. For sure,
1: yeah. If it was more transparent, I mean, whatever. Well,
0: people decide to watch things like Fox News. Yeah. And they know that that's right-wing media. And that's fine. But I'm not saying that that shouldn't exist. Buying the newspaper for your city. Yes.
1: (laughs) Most people don't look into and or know that it's conservative definitely not
0: yeah no that's that's more of my my issue with it and I I do respect people although I okay I mock people but I also respect people who say that they want to consume news from like a variety of sources right I do think that that's admirable Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like what are the deciding factors for you on what the official political leanings of any given media outlet or publication is. You can't really Because, know. especially on the right, uh, these media outlets are not going to make it openly available and transparent to you what their intents are. That's
1: absolutely true. At
0: least left publications and left media outlets openly, you know, like Jacobin or whatever, will at least be like, hey, this is a socialist publication. This is a left-wing publication.
1: Yeah, totally. I think... It like I think it's good if people are able to do that, mm-hmm. but also it's like, and maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but not everybody really has the ability to completely like parse all of these different ideas with mm-hmm. different political slants in mind yeah so I don't think that we should mock people who choose mm-hmm. not to read right-wing publications and left-wing publications when they're left-wing because oh, definitely not it's not possible for everybody to be mm-hmm. able to actually comprehend or parse these mm-hmm. ideas yeah. And I'm not saying that they're more mm-hmm. susceptible to like fucking propaganda or whatever mm-hmm. because everybody is. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that people should think that they're more enlightened for mm-hmm. having the ability
0: to do no, that. No, I'm saying I mock people who openly no, say that. I know. I, I, I know. I'm just saying like, from all sides, I yeah. don't read <laughs> right wing publications. Yeah.
1: Because I have a hard time
0: not absorbing it that way.
1: Just like, like, I already have a hard time reading. I don't need mm-hmm. to read stuff that I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Just for the sake of acting woke,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't need to
1: spend my energy reading something that I'm not even going to agree with and, like, parsing it.
0: That's true. I would say that I don't read stuff from uh, right-wing publications unless it, it comes into my feed as, like, a huge, like, yeah. news item. or I mean, I have. Or something, someone says something, like, a truly wild, yeah. hot tape article or something, then I'll read it for I sure. I do, but I yeah. don't spend my time, like, <laughs> reading Breitbart or something, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Remember when we found out that a local comedian wrote something for Breitbart? yeah. That was crazy. A local brown comedian. Yeah.
1: Well. And he said, you gotta get your money. And we were like, okay, but nobody knows you're brown when you write for it. He was like, it was ironic. Uh, It's like nobody knows. Nobody who's reading it
0: knows. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think it's ironic was was the the right take but I mean, what do I know? (laughs) All right. All right. Let's do another Instagram question. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. so, dark-eyed Rusalka said Lana Del Rey just talked about anything related to her.
1: Lana Del Rey was recently talking about her process in writing her new album <laughs> Norman Rockwell.
0: Yeah,
1: and she said that uh, when she's not writing, she's just in a Starbucks talking shit.
0: But just th- us, extremely <laughs> relatable. <laughs> Even when we are right we're just in a Starbucks talking <laughs> shit. shit. I'm literally in Starbucks every day yeah, talking shit. Yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would like to go to more independent coffee shops, but I would like to say they need to have more plugs or else I'm not going to go. Yeah.
1: Also, play less loud music. That's true. Starbucks gets the vibe.
0: Yeah. The music. Also, the cutest odds are always tied up outside my local Starbucks. Oh my god, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, stream Leonard, i new album August 31st. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would like to read. I w- I have a few things to say about Lena Delray. People say that I look like her, and I will concede to the fact that I look like I could be like her, like ugly cousin or sister. Also, one time somebody tried to mock me for apparent. Oh, actually, I'm I'm friends with this girl now, Shelby. I don't know if you Patreon. I know she listens to the main the main podcast. <laughs> but my friend Shelby, who lives in Edmonton, one time on the internet before we knew each other, she posted to me and she was like. You need to get a new shtick, like, we get it, you you, act like Lana Del Rey, you're just, like, money, money, tears, hot girl on eyelashes, dad's come, try, try, money, sad daddy. That was her? (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) My friend slash listener... Shelby before we knew each other re- came for me super hard um I thought you knew her from like high school about needing a new stick no 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 we're friends from the internet <laughs> oh shit no we've we've met in real life oh but yeah she lives in okay. Alberta we're friends from the internet we used to we used to post together mm-hmm. on a website that was not Netsopia but Netsopia adjacent for my uh
1: Netsopia heads my Netsopia heads
0: my western Canada heads yeah Netopia famously had a shit ton of serial killers on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, also, I would like to see the Lana Del Rey a Saparaki sex tape, and I know that it exists. If not the sex tape, like they they definitely thought. That, I don't know whether or not it's on film, but I would watch it. I would watch that. <laughs> you talk about this all the time. I know, I know. But it specifically, was like talked about anything about Lana Del Rey, and it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> 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 what else I can't fit her on what she looks like what also I kind of find her inspiring because she's really hot but she's objectively like not super skinny or super thick yeah she does have skinny arms which is enviable
1: who did what? she expose recently for being like a creep can't remember some New York guy Okay. it was pretty it was an iconic story she like went on a date with him And then she like went up to his apartment, and then she just left. And he wrote this like weird essay where he was like, "I thought that we were gonna have sex, and like I was so sad like you didn't like me, blah blah blah." And she was like,
0: "Get a life, loser."
1: (laughs) When he like published this article, I wish that's relatable too. Yeah,
0: (laughs) highly relatable. We we really stand on Del Ray. It is the best music to listen to in the summer. It is so summery. Whenever I listen to Lena Del Ray, and obviously this is probably by design, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm gonna hear like. Sakatas, yeah in the background mm-hmm. you know what I mean it feels like it being unbearably hot I love her music me too yeah definitely yeah cool so that's next that. question
1: <laughs> it's all I listened to on a road trip once was Lana Del Rey
0: I listened to what album was it I th- okay I was in Mexico last year and when I was my phone wasn't receiving the guy that I was seeing at the time's text message. Did I ever tell you about this? Yeah,
1: you told it at Tinder Tales.
0: Oh, yeah. And then you
1: told me the real, like. Yeah, yeah.
0: so my phone wasn't receiving text messages from the guy that I was seeing at the time, and it would have been like too late in for him to ghost me. So the whole time I was in Mexico, I just thought that I was getting like broken up with via ghosting. So like the whole plane ride back I only listened to Lena Del Rey and the staves. <laughs> 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 and like sadly looked out the plane window and like and then- <laughs> definitely posted a picture of my like passport and my like wallet and me like drinking on the plane and like captioned it like cash flights not feeling <laughs> And
1: then you got back to the airport in and I was like ding 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 ding. In Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> literally <laughs> We're
0: literally and he... And then also, I didn't believe him when he was like, no, it was like, he was like, oh, you must have not getting been getting my messages. And I was like, yeah, convenient. You don't want to talk to me when you don't have like sexual access to me or whatever. I didn't say that, but you yeah. know, I didn't believe him. And then literally the next morning, I got like 17 text messages. And I was really glad because i had already made plans to see him, but... Like, realistically, I wasn't excited about them because I thought he was a liar now. Uh (laughs) Plus, it's so weird to have somebody when you're, like, when you're acting in a relationship on, like, completely different terms. Like, you don't have the same information. Yeah. So he knows that he was texting me the whole time that I was gone and that he's... He couldn't have just sent you a screenshot? Well, I didn't tell him that I didn't believe him. Oh, Okay. Yeah, okay. because I was trying not to be crazy. It was pretty early on. Yeah. All of my dating stories are like, I was trying really hard not to be crazy and succeeding, actually, in all of them. Uh, (laughs) They never know I'm crazy until it's way too late. Um, (laughs) But he, so he knew that he'd been texting me the whole time and that he wasn't lying. I thought he was lying, but was still like uh I can't really prove it so I'm gonna see him again anyways but because he was like ready to go and right back into it he was like he was like come to my house tonight wear something really slutty like you know what I mean and And I was like like, I don't know if I like this guy anymore what if he's a liar Jesus, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was so weird. So, as soon as I got the text message, I was like, Oh, thank god, I'm not being used emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, that's the Lana Del Rey story. It's so funny, too, because there was a really hot guy that in Mexico that worked at the the wine bar yeah, and he like wasn't working my last night there when I had decided to give it give up on it entirely mm-hmm. so I was like trying to find him on every social media I tried to find him on fucking LinkedIn because I was like I'm going to fuck the wine bar manager I know he wants to <laughs> <laughs> To get, I'm going to get over the style by getting under somebody else, right? Um, But thank God it didn't work because I went back and everything was fine. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) That's such a funny story. I know. (laughs) Anyways, time for the next Twitter question. (laughs) Thank you, Suzanne. That was a very good question. Podcasts stand fleets and why we need to avoid getting involved in those cesspools. And then he said, you know exactly who I'm talking about, but it rhymes with bum drown. Who cares? To me, it's like, okay, I don't think you need to be involved in any sort of podcast stand leak, except for if you're a dumb bitch media stand, you better believe that you can sit at our lunch table. Absolutely. And nobody else can. Yeah. So you're you're allowed to be in our stand leak. Mm-hmm. But-, but.
1: Other than that. Okay, this is my thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Don't get emotionally invested
1: in people that you don't know. Okay, you're saying parasocial relationships are wrong? Yes. Okay. Just because you listen to somebody every week, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you actually know them. Mm -hmm. Yes, you kind of do to a degree, Mm -hmm. but stop making your whole life about people that you don't know.
0: It's really weird. And
1: even though like I have a hard time... Get involved in the stand clique or don't. Mm. It's only a cesspool because people are getting involved in people who they don't really know. And also, I I think
0: it has a lot to do with people worrying a lot about stuff that they don't like. Yeah. Which I hate. I mean, like, I think that it's stupid to say that just because somebody listens to... I mean, on the left, it's always, you know, the dividing line between people who think Come Town is okay and people who don't, or people Mm -hmm. who think that Red Stare is okay and people who don't, or whatever the fuck, you know, people that think that stuff is reactionary. It's like, I can listen to something and not agree with everything that they do or all of their takes and still acknowledge that people that decide to consume that media are not bad people just because they like it. And I totally disagree that something like Tomtown Town or Red Scare is particularly insidious and harmful and reactionary. And I think that people are, are a little bit sensitive.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's like the only reason this is a problem is because, like I said, you're holding people that you don't know to some sort of ideological purity based on your own perception of what
0: is right and what is wrong.
1: Yeah. And especially when you don't really know someone, mm-hmm. you really can't do that.
0: No, definitely not. And th- there's all sorts of uh, I I don't I don't particularly. And I know this is a very lukewarm take, but I don't particularly agree or disagree with anything that anyone does. And I, I think it's kind of a whack take to say that, like, you know, if you've said bad words, you can't be a good socialist, right? Or things like things like that. It's like okay, well, that's just obviously like. That's just a difference of opinion. You can't to, to me. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna. Pl- I'm not personally going to police mm-hmm. anyone's language if I don't think that they're using it to abuse the group that it's like intended yeah. to be used against. But that doesn't mean I agree with saying slurs or whatever. It's it's just that I don't think that that's the most important issue when it comes to building. Like left solidarity,
1: you shouldn't be saying things with the intent to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. The problem is, how do you determine what is or isn't intent? Yeah, you can't. It's that's a philosophical question, right? It's like intent to harm versus intent to not harm. Yeah, that's a whole philosophical debate, it's a whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, all you can do is take people at face value if you Mm -hmm. want, yeah, or don't take people at face value. But mm-hmm. either way, you're making a decision based on your own moral code, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't reflect on them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because you don't know them. I would also like to say I personally have listened to Tomtown and we went to Tomtown Live, mm-hmm. and it was fine. I just think that Comtown fans are one of the worst yeah. groups of people. But again, I will say that you can't control the people that consume your content i'm sure lots of brutal people possibly listen to our podcast i don't know i don't know who listens or doesn't listen to the podcast unless they tell me they listen yeah you know
1: (laughs) no i i i mean we saw it firsthand right you can't people who podcasters are or whatever has nothing to do with who
0: listens to their content no and objectively like I'm sorry, but they all seem like really nice guys. Yeah. Having met Adam and hung out with him like a handful of times, especially, I think that they, (laughs) I I doubt that, honestly, and Stav and Nick seem fine too, and I doubt that he would hang out with them if they were... Like, like really brutal people. I don't think punishers. he would, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, anyways, whatever. Whatever. I just don't, I think. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And Nitwolin hugged me so hard that it almost broke my ribs and I liked it. <laughs> That's my official take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyways, get involved or don't get involved, but just mm-hmm. recognize that it's you making a choice.
0: Yes. Yeah, so guys, we're just going to do a couple more questions and then we'll do another segment like this. On a future bonus episode, maybe. Because this is really fun, I think. Yeah, I like it. I'm having a good time. So Evan, friend of the pod Evan, aka Online Pseudonym on Instagram and McDonald Tweets Mm -hmm. on Twitter, who has a podcast called Kino Lefter, said, when you do an episode of Kino, what movie would you want to cover? LOL. So Kino Lefter usually does new releases. Mm -hmm. I think that it would be most appropriate for us to do a horror movie. Yeah i i don't know about you if it
1: had to be a new release Mm -hmm. i would want to do a horror movie
0: okay if we could pick anything Mm -hmm.
1: personally Mm -hmm. i would want to do eternal sunshine
0: (gasps) that's both of our favorite movies yeah (laughs) i think that'd be fun okay that would be good is that embarrassing to admit on the podcast that both of our favorite movies is i do you want to talk about our other favorite movies just briefly sure yeah okay name your top three i can hand do a top three. Okay. I'll just make a general list. Okay. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, like I just said. Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Drop Dead gorgeous. Okay. Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. Sensing a Theme Here, I Love Witch Shit. The Lobster. Mm-hmm. Suspiria. Mm-hmm. Both versions. Sleepaway Camp, <laughs> even though the ending is transphobic. I'm sorry, it's such a good movie. Um... <laughs> Yeah. What about you?
1: Uh, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, also Practical Magic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Insidious. Okay, down. Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And. But I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a
0: cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. Those made, are my top five. Made me gay. Just kidding. But I'm a cheerleader. It made me straight because I needed to watch it to understand that I don't want to do that. Um. <laughs> 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 I'm more of a TV person generally speaking than movies yeah I can watch pretty much anything and I'll enjoy it
1: mm-hmm. but there's not many things that I would like watch more than once oh my god I forgot my actual favorite movie of all time and it's so embarrassing no tell me The Mummy oh yeah you love The Mummy <laughs> yeah I just never admit it so I it leaves my bro- mind sometimes
0: known fact about Sophie
1: Hayes famously loves I've the seen mummy. it like 200 times that's so
0: funny <laughs> I'm trying to think about what I've seen 200 times I've watched Jurassic Park so many times, which is kind of embarrassing. Oh, Coraline. I've watched Coraline like a million fucking times. (laughs) That's my favorite movie to watch when I'm uh, really upset. Mm -hmm. And I also reread the book sometime. What else did I see recently that I really liked? Oh, I really like the H.P. Lovecraft movies. Okay. The Resurrected. Yeah. And From Beyond is really campy and silly, but Mm -hmm. it's good. I just really, really like slashers specifically from, like, the mid to late 70s and the 80s. Yeah. That's something that I'm hugely into. Anything that's called, like, cheerleader camp. Or, like yeah. Anything with, like, where you're like, do her tits have to be out while she gets stabbed to death? And if the director's answer is yes, I love that movie. Oh, I really like Dead Snow. Okay. Ooh, Wind River. Okay. And Dawn Baby Dawn. Mm hmm. Oh, I liked Gone Girl. Gone Girl is really good. It's one of the only movies where I thought. That it kind of had like a non-linear storyline, but it actually translated well from book to movie. Exactly. I also, for books that I really love, usually hate the movie. So the fact that I don't love Gondor, but still like the movie, is a really it's important. Is kind of a ringing endorsement for me when I normally hate. I know it's such a hatch thing to say, but I normally hate the movie versions mm-hmm. of books that I really like. Oh, my God. I'm reading Jillian Flynn's other book right now, Sharp Objects. Oh, it's really good. Also, the series is really good. Yes, yeah, I Yeah, okay.
1: The, the um, Amy Adams, like, short series is really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you read Dark Places? Yes. Okay. I really like
0: Jillian Flynn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm reading Sharp Objects right now. It's so hard to read the parts about her cutting herself. Yes. But mm-hmm. it's really good.
1: Relatable. Um, mm. okay, sorry. So my top three movies are, like, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, The Mummy, mm-hmm. Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body! Is such
0: a banger! So good. Fuck. What other movies do I really, really like? Disney's Hercules. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> because is the best princess. It's the best Disney movie. Just she has a horrible attitude, but she still gets a jacked boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's about it. I really oh, Kiss Your Spain, bang, bang Okay. I really liked Noirs. Yeah. I really liked Drive. Okay. I really like Drive is good. Drive was really good. Okay, this is embarrassing too, but mm-hmm. I really liked Holes. <gasps> yes, when she paints her fingernails yeah. with the snake venom. The that whole was,
1: subplot.
0: Yeah, that was like what made me want to grow up to be hard fam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay that's probably enough if you have questions for us about movies or tv let us know we're available yeah we we, we we're like we every day we wake up in the morning and we clock in at the fucking Tate factory, the list factories <laughs> so yeah we're we're list-based comedians so please um just like buzzfeed writers <laughs> literally me, listers. Literally, we love to talk about our opinions. Please <laughs> ask us about our opinions about any uh, <laughs> movie or book or TV show or musician, whatever. Yeah. If we've consumed it, we will talk about it. No oh, problem. Yeah. Fashion. I love talking about fashion, mm-hmm. beauty, whatever you guys want into it. Comedians, of mm-hmm. course. Okay. So we're just going to call this episode... It for today, but we will answer the rest of your questions because none of them are time sensitive. No. So we'll just answer the the rest of your listener questions on the next one. And I tend to think this is a good format to do every now and again. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We got to start editing because Sophie has a job now and she has to get up to go to work at seven in the morning. Yeah, I work at seven. I have to leave the house by six.
1: Fuck. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, bye, thank you. Bye. (laughs) I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.